guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I am so excited to bring to you today Athea Solter. She is a mindset and manifestation coach, and she also is a podcast host. I am talking to her today about designing your life consciously, leaning into manifestation and all sorts of other exciting topics and going into her really inspiring story. So grab a cup of coffee. Here we go. Afia is a mindset and manifestation coach, and I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So I, you have a really interesting story. I would love to dive super deep and go back and figure out how did you develop this mental toughness and where did it all start? So why don't you tell us a little bit about your beginnings? Sure. Um, It's always funny. I never really know where to begin my story at, but I would say I start from age three. So I was adopted age three um, and I live with my adoptive parent in Scotland um, where I grew up until I was 14. But unfortunately, my mom passed away from cancer when I was 14. And this is actually an illness that she'd been suffering with for a long time. So I'd say from ages 10 to 11 onwards, I was actually almost taking on the parent role myself. My sister and I were almost taking on the parent role ourselves in order to care for our mom and our little brother. Um, So at age 14, I was actually orphaned um, when my mom passed away. And six months after that, my grand passed away. And then a year after that, my friend from school passed away. So it was a lot of loss in a very short space of time. And I kind of remember that time period. Number one, my first thought was like, you know, what's going to happen to me? What what am I going to do now? Like, I don't have any family who I'm going to live with. Like, how am I going to move forward? Am I going to have to drop out of school or move move a city? I just didn't really know what was going to happen. But something else, as you know, my life began to progress and as I began to get older, I would look around and see all the experiences that my friends were having, all the experiences that kids in school were having. And I'm like, I'm never going to get to have that. And I just wish that I would get to experience a normal life. So kind of growing up, that was my thing is that I just want to have a normal life. Right. But as I began to get into my teens and I got accepted to my dream university and I started to get opportunities like having scholarships to study overseas for three months or traveling and going on my first like trip overseas with my sister, I realized that I didn't just want to live a normal life. I wanted to have an extraordinary life. I wanted to do things that my friends from school weren't doing. I didn't want to stay in the same small town forever. And to put it into context, when I say small town, I mean small town. Like I went to school with four other kids and three of them were related. So yeah, (laughs) there was one day when I went to school by myself and it still scars me. So yeah. And I was like, I don't just want this for myself. Like I want bigger than I can currently dream. And, you know, seeing and hitting those dreams that I thought, wow, this is crazy. And it being easy, I'm like, okay, I want more. And now it's kind of my ethos that I don't want to just manifest my extraordinary life, but I want to empower thousands of women to step into their truth and create their extraordinary life, whatever that looks like to them, whether it's the freedom to travel, whether it's the fulfilling relationship, whether it's a job that you don't hate waking up for in the morning. And really it's about helping women connect with that kind of internal guidance system so that they can create their own permission slips to live the life that they truly desire and not the life that they think they should have or the life they've been told to have or the life that they've grown up looking around and seeing everyone else having. But when they think about it at a core soul level, the life they truly desire to live. How did you even 
navigate that yourself? Because obviously to be able to share this with other women, you figured that out. I mean, where did you find that clarity? Sure. So yeah, like I said, you know, I was adopted at age three um, by Ghanaian parents. My birth parents are Nigerian. I grew up in Scotland. I was born in London. I'm now living in Australia. So in terms of finding my identity, especially in my early 20s, it was something that I really struggled with. Also growing up black in Scotland is a challenging experience and not everyone accepts you or likes you just purely due to the color of your skin. And I returned to uni after graduating from my first degree from my master's and kind of as I touched on there, it was the path that I felt like I should follow and it was the path of I don't know what I'm going to do when I finish uni. I'm going to have no support. I'm going to have no family to fall back on and I will be screwed if anything goes wrong. So I went back to uni to study my master's really to give me time to figure out what I actually wanted to do. This was in 2016. And within a few weeks to the first month of returning to uni, I could see that I had made the wrong choice. I didn't want to be there and I had chosen to do that out of a place of security rather than a place of desire. And actually it was at the end of 2015 that I went back to uni, but it was at the beginning of 2016 that I had a really, really challenging year. I was severely depressed. I was severely anxious. I wasn't leaving the house. I wasn't going to my classes. I remember getting an email from one of my tutors and he's like, you've, you've missed an entire um, class that was about writing your dissertation project, which is 17,000 words. Like this is a really important class to attend. Yeah. And I just hadn't been going and I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it together to get out of bed, basically. Um, and underneath all of that, I was also struggling at the time. I didn't know what it was, um, but I now know it to be endometriosis, which is a chronic illness, um, which, you know, can leave me in crippling pain for days and end. And I didn't know what that was at the time. And I was continually going to doctors who were telling me that nothing was wrong. So at that time as well, I was also suffering from, unbeknownst to me at the time, I was struggling, struggling with endometriosis, which is a chronic illness. Um, and I was in co not constant pain, but I was in, there'd be days when I couldn't even get out of bed because I'd be in so much pain. I'd be crying because I'd be in so much pain and I'd be going to doctors and they'd be telling me that nothing was wrong. So yeah. on top of the depression, on top of the anxiety, on top of the, you know, um, difficulties leaving the house, I also had this pain that was going on. And on top of that, the kind of what is my soul's purpose? And it was a really, really challenging time for me. I'm really the catalyst that changed things I would say was finally getting to go to therapy and this had been something that I'd been asking for for months and in Scotland we are very lucky that we have a national health service and we have free health care but a downside of that is that they are severely understaffed especially when it comes to mental health so I was saying I need to see a therapist like now and they were saying we can get you someone in maybe a year why don't you just do this like online course and I was like this is not what I need um so actually it got to a point where a friend was really seeing how miserable I was and they came with me to the doctors and were like, she needs to see someone. And I think a month later, I ended up getting to go to therapy. And actually, people are surprised to learn this, but therapy didn't actually work out for me. I didn't really gel with my therapist, but it was the catalyst that I needed to make some changes in my life and to kind of get that zest for life again. So this is when I really began diving into personal development when I read my first personal development book, which is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. I would read other books about waking up in the morning and having a morning routine. I watched The Secret for the first time and I created my first vision board and I was like, okay, 
we can start to dream again. We can start to have desires. We can start to have passions again because I'm not just focusing on surviving anymore. I can actually turn my attention to thriving. So by the end of that year, I really was, it's not like I was a different person, but it was like I was fully centered in my own being again. And I was truly happy in myself and my body. I was really passionate about life. I had decided to move to Australia with one of my friends from Scotland and things were really really looking up and I also finished my degree early and passed so I three weeks before we were due to move to Australia my friend let me know she'd no longer be coming and I had the decision of are you gonna go or are you gonna stay here and be in potentially the same situation again so I decided to move to Australia by myself that was my first foray into solo travel I traveled Thailand and Vietnam solo for seven weeks and then landed in Melbourne and yeah I've just built a life here I thought I would be here for one year and then suss it out kind of go home it's now been five years I've also (laughs) solo traveled to 10 countries since I've been here and I've really just been leaning back into that extraordinary life that I deeply desired and seeing how difficult things were for me at the beginning of 2016 to how incredible my life felt by the end of it i knew that this was something that i had to help other people get to i knew that i had to kind of help other women find that place within themselves and i knew that there were so many of us out there waiting for someone to give us permission for the life that we truly lived and that permission was never coming unless we gave it to ourselves right so where do where does somebody start? I mean, how do they even begin to manifest? Because I think a lot of us are, um, you know, if you, if people aren't aware of what manifestation is, um, or manifesting your 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 perfect or not perfect, but your ideal life or your soul's purpose, mm-hmm. um, where do you have someone even begin? So I think the very first step is understanding what manifestation actually is i think there's a lot of misconceptions so Mm -hmm. if we were to break manifestation down to a simple definition it is taking the intangible which is a thought into the 3d physical reality and making it material so we can all have dreams and wishes and things that we want to happen but it's actually bringing those dreams and desires that you have and making them into your reality and a lot of people think that manifestation stops at the wishing part and that's it and then your dreams are going to manifest but actually manifestation is all the spiritual practices the tools and the actions that you take in order for that thought to become your 3d reality and i think when people understand that manifestation is not something that you need to start doing because we are all manifesting all the time what you need to start doing is consciously creating the life that you want rather than passively thinking that life is just happening to you and not for you so what so i would definitely creating look like so consciously creating looks completely different for different people for me the way that i like to teach is by giving people a five-step framework so this framework that i've created is around It takes you from the thought place to at the end, your idea coming into reality. So the framework is um, the vibes framework. The first step of that is V, which is embodying the vibe. And it's all about stepping into and gaining clarity on your next level identity, because so many people will start with, okay, this is what I want to have. This is what I want to do, but you're not 
incongruency with the person that you are and this is why people will end up beginning to manifest things and think this isn't even what I wanted or like me you end up going to uni and it's like that wasn't incongruency with the person that I wanted to be so the very first thing you need to do is understand who you want to be at an identity level the next thing is setting a powerful intention setting a heartfelt intention setting a desire that is makes you want to work hard on it that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning that is going to inspire you to lean into those tools and practices and it's going to inspire you to keep going even when times are really hard so having that really strong sense of why around what you desire to manifest because Again, this framework actually came from a vision board that I had in 2018. And you'll hear stories of everyone saying, I made this vision board and everything came true, which is the case of my first vision board. But that vision board in 2018 not a single thing on this vision board came true. And so when I went back to the drawing board and I looked at why that was, this is what led me to coming up with the framework. This is what led me to understand that you cannot start with the intention. You need to start at identity level first. But then when it comes to setting those intentions, it needs to be something that you truly desire, not something that someone else has told you to desire. So moving on from intention, we step into energetic blocks and boundaries. And this is about finding those roadblocks that are in the way of you manifesting the thing that you desire. Um, This looks like limiting beliefs. This looks like clearing energetic space for that thing that you wanna hold. That looks like, how am I gonna hold this when I eventually get it? And what might stop me from even holding it in the first place? Mm -hmm. Um, The fourth step is balancing your feminine and masculine energy. And so we all have these energy centers within us, whether you are male, female, non-binary, we all have those polarity of masculine and feminine energy. And when these are out of alignment, it's difficult to manifest our desires because we're in a place of frustration. We're in a place of neediness. We're in a place of desperateness. But when these are aligned, we can take action from an inspired place. We can get those nudges from the universe that are saying, this is the direction that you need to go in order to get to your dreams. And then the final step after having done all of the work in those steps is surrender. It's like, okay, now that I have said what I want to have, now that I've done all the practices, how can I lean back and trust not only myself, but trust the universe that whatever I desire is going to be delivered. And not only is it going to be delivered, it's going to be delivered in the most perfect and divine timing. And surrender is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's something I time to time still struggle with, but it's an important part because when you are clinging so hard onto something, it's a completely different energy around just relaxing and having those ideas flow to you. And a lot of people will kind of get caught up in the spirituality aspect, but even thinking about it from a practical sense, like, do you find you work better when you're stressed and you're under a lot of pressure and you're thinking, I'm not gonna get this done, my work isn't gonna be good, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? Or do you find that you work better when you're like, okay, everything's going as planned, I just wrote something really amazing, I can't wait to share this with everyone, you know, it's about understanding how energy works at a basic level without even getting into the spiritual aspects of how the universe works. Yeah. I feel like you've said it a couple times too, the shoulds. Um, mm. That is such a hard concept to get past because it's it's ingrained in you when you're growing up. I know for myself, I had a real hard time with letting go of timelines. And I made a lot of very bad decisions in my life based on hitting a certain timeline, um, You know, at, whether it was getting married at a certain age or having a baby at a certain age or what I was supposed to be doing next and what those predefined shoulds were for me. Um, what do you, how do, how do you advise that people start letting those things go and, and, you know, really following what they, they should be doing for themselves? 
It's about gaining a deeper sense of connection to your intuition and knowing what your intuition actually feels like. So we're all born with the sense of intuition, but as we grow up, we're told to ignore it and not to honor it. We're told to learn about the strategy, just learn the books, learn these things, but we're never told to learn how your body feels when you are happy, learn how your body feels when you are fulfilled, learn where in your body it hurts when you're sad. So actually being able to understand how your body and how your mind operates and being able to check in with yourself and as I kind of touched on earlier having that internal guidance system means that you can rely on your own decisions your own beliefs also fear and intuition actually when you think about it and come down to it sound very different fear is that kind of desperate that neediness it comes up with a story it's trying to convince you whereas intuition just is it's relaxed it's flowy it's that you know that feminine energy that I was talking about before it just feels it's, it's a difficult feeling to describe but it just feels aligned it just feels right it just feels good and in order to get to that place where you can connect with your intuition you need to get silent you need to get quiet and you need to listen for that voice do you um, recommend meditation or what kind of silence? Do, I mean, especially for some right now, everybody has so much um, noise around them uh, with social media. Um, you know, a lot of people are home with their children all day. I mean, how do you how do you advise people to find that quiet space in their head? Definitely, meditation is something that I would recommend. I'd there are a lot of misconceptions around what meditation actually is and how to utilize it for your benefit and so i from the age of nine grew up buddhist and we lived next to a tibetan monastery so we would go there and we would meditate in the temple and i hated it i honestly despised it i found it so challenging and i was like how am i supposed to not think of anything for like an hour straight this is this is too much and so I actually revisited meditation in 2019 and I decided that I was just going to try it out for a week and see how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. And after that week, I'd experienced so many shifts in how I felt in my connection to creativity and how much more relaxed I was that I didn't want to stop. And so now it's been 627 days since I made that commitment to myself and I meditated every day. And meditation looks different for different people. For some people, it's lying down and listening to music. For other people, it'll be sitting up and listening to a guided meditation. For someone else, it might be walking around the park and not looking at your phone and really taking time to notice the trees, the grass, the sounds. Someone else, it might be standing in the shower or lying in the sauna. And it can be all of those things. And for me, it is all of those things. So meditation is around where can I steal moments of silence? You don't need to be meditating for an hour straight away or meditating for two hours and like not thinking of any thoughts. Begin small and know that thinking is normal. It's not about lack of thought. It's about directed thought. It's about focused thought, either focusing on a mantra, focus on a breathing, focus on, oh, what do I want to work through today? Okay, how am I going to work through it? And it gives you that sense of connection to your higher self and when I'm meditating I will have like um, downloads where I'll get ideas for things or where I'll hear what I kind of call my higher self will communicate with me and will give me like themes for the month or something I need to explore or ideas and you know we spend a lot of time looking outside of ourselves for all of these answers when we have such a beautiful tool inside of us yeah now, I was poking around on some of um, your Facebook feeds and um, 
you had mentioned that you were reevaluating your manifestations and how important it is to look back and reevaluate. Could you speak a little on that? Sure. Um, so yeah, this past weekend I did talk about how to um, reflect on your manifestations. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people will just be like, okay, this is what I want to manifest. This is what I'm going to do and done. But actually taking that time at the end of the month to reflect on, okay, what did I actually manifest? What went well? What did I discover this month? How am I going to move forward? Is actually super important. And, you know, we'll have, I especially for me, last month was a particularly challenging month, month for me. It was a very emotional month for me. Um, you know, like I discussed with um, endometriosis and chronic illness, it was a really like, um, it was a, a month with a lot of flare-ups. So it was an emotional month for me. I spent a lot of time crying. However, despite that, I manifested so many things last month and it was one of my most prosperous months ever. If I just looked at a surface value and that I spent basically every day crying, I would have been like, wow, this was a really shitty month. But when I sit down to reflect and I write down all the things I've manifested, all the successes I've had, I've been like, even at my you know, I don't even want to say lowest because I wasn't low, but even when you're having challenging times, you can still be a powerful manifester. You don't have to be happy and positive all the time to manifest your desires. So actually taking that time to reflect proves to you that I am a powerful manifester. It gives you evidence that shows all the things you already have. It gives you that time to brag about yourself, acknowledge yourself, honor yourself, and it gives you fuel for moving forward because you can see, okay, this worked really well last month. Okay, this didn't work so well last month. These are the messages that I'm getting from the universe based on what happened last month. And it just allows you to move into the month with a sense of focus. And, you know, we'll have these like year end reflections, but keeping it till the end of the year, like why, why wait, why bother? Start now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been really great to be here. And if you have gained value from the episode and you do want to dive a little bit deeper into your manifestation practice, I do have a free how to manifest your dreams into reality masterclass that is going to talk a little bit more in depth about that five-step framework for effortless manifestation that I shared with you. And you can also check that out by heading to the show notes as well. I just wanted to thank Afia for being on the show today. It was so interesting. Hearing your story inspired me, and I'm sure it'll inspire a ton of other people who listen to this. Sometimes we get to a place where we just don't know how to pull ourselves out or what our next step is and what our next move is. And people like you in this world serving as our beacons is just so helpful. Guys, if you want to check with Afia, you can connect with Athea by checking out the show notes and I have all her links there or you can head over her unicorn page at tribeofunicorns.com. I appreciate everyone's help in creating this show. I'm so thankful for every review we get, every comment, every piece of connection that someone has made. And as usual, thank you so much for all your support in this show. And as usual, thank you so much for supporting the show. Every positive review we get or comment that someone makes on Instagram really helps guide the show's content and keeps it going. So I really appreciate all the support that we've received over the last two years. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Enjoy. Enjoy.